Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Uh, my name is Owen. I've got dodgy internet connection at the moment, but I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Jack Mack and by Abdul. Uh, this is absolutely superb to be joining you because this is also going out live on YouTube. Um, you know, if people join us on YouTube, if they do, um, you know, then it's absolutely superb because you can get involved in the chat. Uh, but this is our new thing, the Premier League preview show. But of course, instead of doing a preview show, we're going to start jack with a review um because there ain't no way that i'm gonna start um a youtube uh oh tom may's in the chat he says oi oi hello tom start with a review of you know liverpool everton or everton liverpool yesterday um jack what um content have you been loving the most today because twitter and social media and everything's been full of absolutely fabulous content and i for one have been enjoying a lot of the puns what about you yes tremendous mate especially from liverpool supporters of you every single one of us would have been going to work going to college Wherever uh, might might that be, we've all got blue mates somewhere, probably in Harden, especially the last <laughs> couple of hours, the last next couple of days. But yeah, it was a tremendous victory, mate, which we'll discuss tonight. It was, it was typical Liverpool in recent weeks, being so commanding in every area of the pitch. Andy Robinson back to his brilliant best. I think he will be, have one of his best seasons in a red shirt this year. We just continue off the back of the excellent performance which he did have against Southampton mate but yeah tremendous I think we had like one one victory in the last nine at Goodison so as good as we have been playing in recent weeks it, it is always historically difficult going there but I said it would be another Old Trafford um, last night prior to the build-up shows and I think it was very much that lucky it was only four last night so, <laughs> <laughs> it could have been 2-0 in two minutes, couldn't it? Matip, uh, yeah. you know, flashed that header wide. And I think, was it Mo Salah who missed the second chance yeah. after two minutes? And uh, wow, it was unbelievable. You're right to say Andy Robertson. Yeah, three key passes yesterday. 76.5% passing accuracy, but two assists for the brilliant Scottish captain. Um, you know, what have you been daydreaming about? I'm not quite sure I picked up Don't most of that question. But, uh, ah, dodgy yeah, internet. Uh, sorry, sorry. Let me repeat. Let no me worries, repeat. no worries. Go for it. I was just, I was just saying, what basically, what content have you been enjoying, uh, you know, in the last 24 hours uh, since the beautiful, uh, beautiful final whistle, beautiful match? I think the best thing for me was um, the Mo Salah when he was asked about coming seventh in the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Immediately starts laughing, like, no comment. Uh I think that pretty much encapsulates just how much of a joke that competition is. Uh, but um, what did he say? Honest... Sorry, what did he say, Mo Salah? So because I, the, I haven't the, seen it. Oh well, uh, the reporter basically just said, "Mo, you came seventh in the Ballon d'Or," and before the reporter could even finish the question, Salah just bursts out laughing, just like <laughs> shaking his head, like ha ha ha. And then um, he just says, no comment, no comment. And then the guy tries to like push him for more. He's like, uh, what do you think? Uh, maybe next season you'll be higher. And he was like, yeah, well, hopefully. Uh, but that's all I have to say for that. So, um, yeah, I, I love that about Salah, actually. He's he's a very wears his heart on his sleeve kind of guy, you know, and he, he backs himself. And it's not arrogance. It's not ego. It's just he knows how good he is. And I'm sure that's why contract negotiations have been so hard with Liverpool over the last few months, because... Uh, 
yeah, he knows how good he is. And um, he's got an agent who's going to fight for him. So good to him. Honestly, uh, we need more of that. So, um, yeah, that, that's that was probably my favorite bit of content. But um, in general about the match, honestly, just what a match. I was watching the match from the beginning, the first minute. From the moment I saw Hendo in the tunnel, he he had this kind of look of zen, pure zen. And he he's usually quite a fiery character, Hendo, isn't he? He likes to... But I just saw him in the tunnel. He looked he looked as pure as still water. Like, and I knew from that moment that we had we had something in our in our bags that day to uh, give to Everton. And like you said, it should it should have been five, six, seven, but just a really accomplished performance. And the best thing about it is, I think we're getting better. I like each performance. I think we're getting better at playing football. So, yeah, really really happy with that. Um, craziness. There were so many stats, of course. One of my favourite ones is that we've now won more Merseyside derbies at Goodison than Everton have, which is absolutely hilarious uh, for Everton. But, you know, you know me, I love the stats. Um, you know, Jordan Henderson and Mohamed Salah, you just mentioned, I mean, both of those. Um, uh, Jordan Henderson, you know, zen as he was, got a 74.2% passing accuracy. He had two key passes, one shot, only the one shot in the match, but it was an absolute perler. And the way, you know, the, the, the stats don't really show the beauty of Henderson's performance because he was doing these, this sort of, you know, it's a revolving triangle with uh, Mo Salah and Trent, you know, this kind of thing where it's so hard to pick up because as soon as an opposition player picks, they swap around, they swap uh, you know, they swap positions, they go around in circles and it's circles and try. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, Henderson was absolutely superb. But I, I think the, the man of the match was Mo Salah uh, because you can we can take it for granted, um, you know, Liverpool fans, uh, just how brilliant he is. But nine goals and five assists from seven away matches this season. Um, there was another stat by the brilliant Andrew Beasley who was talking about Liverpool as a team, right? Check this out. He said, Liverpool in the 19 matches, in the last 19 matches have scored 56 goals. And in the 19 matches before that had only scored 19 goals. So the 19 matches before that, we we as a team had only scored 19 goals. But in the last 19 matches, we scored 56. But Mo Salah alone, Jack, just magic man Mo, has scored 19 goals in that time in the last 19 matches. He's we can take him for granted, but I was thinking I went, I went, I was getting ready for bed. I was, you know, brushing teeth, and I was seriously asking myself, is he the best player? What do you think, Jack? Is he better than Adam Burns, Stephen Gerrard, even? Is he better than Luis Suarez? Is he better than Ian Rush or anyone else you care to mention? Oh, very. Legendary players you mentioned there, mate. Obviously, I didn't grow up with the likes of Kenny and Rushy, how clinical Rushy was in the box. Got fouled out and do it all very different, I think. For me, just Salah, I think obviously that first season he did come to Liverpool, it seemed that he needed about five, six chances really to, to get a goal. But this last couple of seasons, he's very much trained his craft now. He's got better in uh, even that goal against Old Trafford where he just did the, the, the final hat-trick goal. He just toe-poked it. As, as Abdul was saying before, when he was one-on-one, every single, especially over the last couple of weeks, you know he's going to put the ball in the back of the net. You've got no qualms about him 
missing an opportunity. He's just ice cold, really. Ice running through his veins. And, and if I'm just having a little look at one of the stats I seen last night, Owen, from up to Joe, 21. Um, obviously, Mohamed Salah, 13 goals, 8 assists, has a direct hand in 21 Premier League goals this season. A new <laughs> highest total by a player after a team's 14th game of the season, taking the mantle from Thierry Henry in the 04-05, who totaled 20 goal contributions, who had all 11 goals and nine assists at the same stage. So just a, one of the many records, Mo. And, we are, and we've only just entered December, Reds. Um, this man is going to be phenomenal. And I think he will have his best season in a red shirt. Um, but even coincide that with obviously Jota's goal output last night, he got a goal and assist. Mane, Bobby's injured, but we're not playing our best football, but we're winning games, which is fantastic. We're not peaking too early. We, we've been playing in second gear, I think, for the last couple of weeks, but second gear is good enough to beat most of the teams in the Premier League. And long that may continue because we're not using all of our energy too soon. It's so many games left to go, but we're not showing all our cards on the table just quite yet. But yeah, it's it, Mo. Yeah, you would be up there, mate. He is a Liverpool legend already. Um, obviously winning the winning the title and obviously the Champions League. Him, Jurgen Klopp, and obviously Jordan Henson. Those three and one or two, but those three have been so integral to the results and the achievements of Liverpool Football Club in recent years. Man, that's a brilliant answer. You've got to be careful with these stats. I told you I've got to dodge with things. That that's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. 21 goal involvements. That's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, but there you go. I mean, you know, who, who do they say is better? Jorginho? I, I don't pay any attention to that nonsense. I really don't. As Johan Cruyff said, it's just a bunch of journalists voting for their friends. Um, but yeah, last night, okay, last night is last night. Okay, the the, the two goals that, that, that Salah scored, the beautiful goal by Diogo Jota, Henderson's pearlo of a finish. We're getting clinical. I like that idea, Jack, because Mohamed Salah, he had five shots, three on target, and two absolutely beautiful goals. Um, Diogo Jota, two shots, one on target, one goal. Also, three key passes for Diogo Jota, equal top with Andy Robertson. Trent had two. I thought he was a little bit quiet for his amazing standards. And Sadio Mane had three shots, one on target and one key pass. Uh, but Diogo passed accuracy. I've been talking about that on Conley. And he, it went up to 78.3 games ago. It was 55%. Then it went to 69% and now 78%. I mean, you talk about a learning curve. His is stratospheric. It's just immediately he's learning so quickly. What a smart player we have. Superb. Superb. Um, so, you know, moving on to this weekend, Abdul, because we've got Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, when you think about Liverpool and how good they are, obviously we went to Old Trafford and we won 5-0. Let me repeat that. We went to Old Trafford and we won 5-0 away at Old Trafford against Manchester United. But then on, on that high, having been on that high of record-breaking, 
We then plummeted back down to earth in the following two matches with a draw against Brighton and with a loss against West Ham United. So, Abdul, this team, these waves of happy joy, because nothing actually has been won apart from a few glorious matches. Um, are you worried that this is another banana skin a la Brighton? Because Wolves are in good form. Talk about them in a moment. But are you worried, Abdul, that, uh, you know... I'm. The uh, you know. yeah, I mean, um, I'm not worried per se. Uh, the only thing that really would get me worried is like if we suffered a ton of injuries. But I think we're probably gonna stick to our strongest team again against Wolves. Seen all the training picks today. All the lads look like they're just doing recovery work. Looks like nobody's got niggles. Um, so I expect we'll put out our strongest team, uh, and then probably if we need to do a rest after that, we'll rest the players against Milan because that's pretty much a nothing game i know it's the first game we're playing at the san siro in ever or a long time but i hope Klopp uses his common sense and just puts out the kids in that one but um yeah i think i think the thing is at the moment like you said nothing's been won it's december the only thing that's important right now is to just keep up with whatever city and chelsea are doing and that basically just means wins because the levels that these three teams are setting in the premier league this season are unbelievable you can't afford to take off the gas um, for e- like if City or Chelsea drop points and Liverpool win their match, like we're we're in first place, and the same pretty much for the other team. So we just have to do our thing again, just take it one game at a time, just go out and get the win. And I think we've got enough in the bag to beat Wolves. But yeah, it potentially is is the the tricky result, but I think we should still beat them. I think it gets tricky. The thing that's more tricky is if we start suffering a lot of injuries um, and then we have a very thin squad, that's when I start to get worried. But at the moment, it looks like we have our best possible team, so we should walk it, hopefully. But you mentioned, you mentioned there, Abdul, stay with you. You mentioned there, Chelsea and City. I was thinking about it. Like, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that either Chelsea, City or Liverpool could actually win the rest of their matches. There are 24 matches left. And, like, they're so good, all three of them, and they they would have to beat the other teams, of course. But I, I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that they can win 24 in a row, which would smash all records. Am I just being ridiculous? Am I getting, you know, swept away in the in the sort of Wizard of Oz wind of these three marvellous teams? Absolutely not. I mean, if you guys were watching Amazon Prime last night, Thierry Henry pointed out something in the post-match. I think every single team in the Premier League, apart from the top four, either has zero as their goal difference or a minus number. Apart from Liverpool, City, Chelsea, and I don't know who's fourth, West Ham. So the quality of those three teams, it's unbelievable. West Ham, yeah, West Ham, yeah. Yeah. So it's literally we're on a we're on yeah, a level right now. Yeah, it is crazy. Right that's something that I heard on. The, yeah, yeah, that's that's. I, what I, I assume your internet's um... just slightly behind there, so we're just. Uh, but yeah, literally, Owen. Yeah, you're perfectly right. It's. Uh, I think they could all win their matches apart from the matches against each other. So that makes those matches Liverpool v City, Chelsea v Liverpool, and Chelsea v City very very important. So yeah, what a Premier League this season! And my hope is, as a football purist, I hope this goes down to the last month. As a Liverpool fan, obviously, I'd love it to be wrapped up as early as possible. But from a football watching point of view, if this goes into like, and the teams still within like a three or four point window of each other, honestly, uh, it would just be unbelievable to watch for everybody. So, yeah, fingers crossed that is kind of what happens. 
Yeah, fantastic stuff. Sorry about the internet problems. I don't know. I've I've, I've been trying to pay my bill, but uh, you know, I've had to sell a couple of kidneys to afford it. So uh, I don't know. The the, the last down payments uh, should have gone through, but maybe not. I mean, defence recently they they haven't conceded in the last two matches, but they were against Norwich City and Burnley. So I mean, that's no great shakes. But they also haven't scored against Norwich City or Burnley. Um, but you know the organisation. If you if you get Neil, if I was a manager coming to to Wolves, I would I would look at that as as a sign of great positivity. Not conceding goals because they're not conceding many chances either. They conceded six shots and only one on target against Burnley, for example. Uh, and let me just tell you against Norwich City. Okay, I know it's only Norwich, but they conceded. Oh no no against Norwich they were bad. They conceded fourteen shots with four on target. Um, as, uh, you know, but we should, I don't know, I, I, are there, is this the game where we finally score less than two goals, Jack? Or would you back our lads against anyone? The way we're playing, mate, I, I think I went quite confident on a couple of rematch shows. You know, my score prediction zone is always mad. Someone absolutely opening up the Brighton With one. good reason. Uh, yeah. No one mentioned the Brighton one. Um, but yeah, we just got to be confident. Um, it'd be interesting to see if Ibu does get selected. Obviously, the, the sheer pace that will be on offer in terms of the Wolves attack. Quanky Chan, uh, if he's got four goals in the Premier League. Raul Jimenez, great to see him back scoring goals. Hopefully not on Saturday, but he's got three goals, two assists. And obviously, Adama Traore, who can't hit a band or machine gun, really, at the minute. Um, the amount of chances he did have in the previous fixture just gone for them in the, against Burnley was he'd be one of the most lethal players in the whole of Europe if he could actually finish. But as long as he doesn't do that against us, but it's going to be intriguing, especially three at the back. If they do press Liverpool, they've got a lot of pacey players. Obviously, the game against West Ham, obviously set pieces this season. Liverpool haven't been the best, but I think. Yeah, be intriguing. I, I back our lads, especially our, the, the the midfield play, but it can be a bit of kryptonite pacing behind for Liverpool. But it's another test that Liverpool, I think, will and should overcome. But it won't be as easy as I think all of us would hope so. But it'd be a massive game considering how Bruno Larg has very much got them playing. I've been intrigued. I think it's, it's good that they've got Raul Jimenez back. I think. It's something that, especially Wolves, have been missing. That the, the, even Raul, if they can get another player, I think they want to try and get Wangi Chan from our. I think he's from RB Leipzig anyway in the Bundesliga. But I've been impressed by him, and he's a player that um, Liverpool very much do have to very much identify and keep an eye on. But I don't know how you you lads feel, lads, and everyone in the comment section below. Will Jurgen Klopp would go with Ibu or will he stick with Joel Matip? For me, for the sheer pace factor, I, I'd select Ibu. I just wanted to ask: um, Have you, have you guys? I, I'm just I've been really ignorant about Wolves to be honest. I know that they've got the new manager in, but because they didn't change their system uh, formation wise, I, I haven't really paid attention to them. And like, uh, so I, I just wanted to know what is the difference that Bruno Lage has brought in? If you guys know. The bit more, I don't know the official stats, but what I've seen on match of the day, mate, it, they've been a lot more calm, composed on the ball. Obviously, Dendonka, the Belgium international, uh, and Moutinho, it's it's intriguing. I think they're a lot more better set up than than, he, than Nuno when he had, did have him. 
um, a lot more in terms of when they decide to go forward, uh, a lot more thinking goes involved. But I think they're a much better outfit with Bruno Lage. Um, but I think anyone is an improvement on Nuno, um, as we've seen when he did go to Spurs. But I think he's evolved the team in terms of attacking sense, in terms of they're not always gun ho if you get me. Obviously, Conor Cody and Sias and, and Kilman at the back, especially against uh, Burnley. When it, didn't see a lot of the game, but I just did see the highlights. But they will surprise a lot more teams. But <laughs> it's just a fact of the, the question mark. If, if Adama did finish all the chances that he's had this season, they'd be a lot more higher up the league table, say that. Yeah, yeah, amazing answer. Yeah, totally. The Adama Traore, he's he's always intrigued me. He, we share a birthday. We're birthday brothers, the 25th of January. Um, the same as Chabi Hernandez, um, you know, which is all, all, all good fun. Um, you know, I like to say Chabi Hernandez, who was actually born on the same day as me. I mean, he won 25 trophies with Barcelona and won the World Cup and the European Championship. And uh, I did watch them all on TV. So there you go. We've had very similar lives, having been born on the same day. But Adam, Adama Traore is tw- January the 25th, 1996. So he's 25 now. 13 matches played this season. No goals, no assists. And if you look at FB Ref, his stats, they're pretty funny. For those watching on YouTube, I'm going to share my screen because I find it pretty, like he's such an enigma. It's incredible. Um no one has stats like this. So for non-penalty goals, he has 0.06 per 90. Um, in comparison, Mo Salah's got... Sorry, Robert Lewandowski on the other end of the scale has 1.12 goals per 90. Absolutely rubbish, basically, if you're watching on the... Sorry, if you're listening to the audio, you won't know. But they're all rubbish apart from... A very intriguing one, which is shot creating actions, where he's in the 83rd percentile. He creates a lot of chances. And then the rest of his stats, his pass completion at 69.5% is pretty rubbish. 17th percentile passes attempted, only 29 per match. So that's also rubbish, the 11th percentile. But his progressive carries, he's in the 96th percentile and dribbles completed 99th percentile and touches on the ball the 68th percentile. So basically, according to FB Ref, oh, there's one more. He's brilliant at aerial duels. He he wins uh, 2.24 aerial duels per match, which is in the 96th percentile. So he's brilliant at four things and that's it and he's rubbish at the rest so he's brilliant at creating shots he's brilliant at carrying the ball more than 10 yards without dribbling when you count in dribbling he's the best in europe 5.25 successful dribbles uh uh per 90 and and he's also brilliant 96th percentile for aerials one but all of the rest, he's rubbish, including pressing, which makes me think that he's not an ideal target for Liverpool. But he has been linked with us. And when you see him, I mean, I called him the uh, mix between, you know, the, the incredible Hulk and a figure skating. I, a figure skater. I love watching the guy. Um, Abdul, would you sign him? Because we have been linked with a January move. Would you sign him as a sort of perhaps an upgrade on Tacky, an upgrade on Divock as our fifth choice? I think a player like him takes a lot of work 
like you said, I mean, something there. There's there's a raw talent there, but I just uh, obviously when it when it comes to Liverpool signings, we always take our time with them, give them as much time as they need to bed in. Um, and it's not like we need somebody to go straight into the starting lineup. Um, I think his best position would probably be that right wing where Salah plays right now. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't I don't really I'm not that fussed about signing him. But yeah, if there's a team like who really wants a dynamite player that they can build around, yeah, maybe a Newcastle should go for him or something like that. But I don't, I don't really think he fits into the Liverpool DNA at the moment. Oh, just, just imagine him and Sam Maxima. Exactly. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great to watch, wouldn't it? I mean, not very effective. I mean, no goals. Uh, Raúl Jiménez has got three goals and two assists, and uh, obviously he's a really popular guy because of you know having come back from what. Uh, he came back from that horrible head injury. But uh, looking at team statistics, these are very, very interesting. I've got a few up uh, on the screen. I'll just put them up on the screen now. But it's uh, uh, Wilverhampton Wanderers uh, situational statistics from whoscored.com. Um, and what's interesting is if you look at the pass types, short passes, okay? So what's what the difference is for me between Bruno Lage and uh, Nuno is the amount of short passes 84% of Wolves' play is short passes. Now, if you look at their last lineup, they lined up with uh, Jean Mitinho and uh, Den Donker in the middle of the field with Semedo and eight Nuri as wingbacks. Uh, they had their uh, Saïs and Cody and uh, Max Kilman at the back. Um, and then up front, they had Adama, Raul Jimenez and Huang, but they're much better at keeping the ball. And that's how they sort of kill teams, by keeping the ball with these very, very simple passes. So Liverpool, with our crazy press, we should be able to disrupt them. And also with our formation that we've been playing, you know, formations without the ball and pressing against teams. Um, because Everton yesterday, for example, they set up to hit long balls to Rondon, um, but... Part of their game plan was also to counter-attack. And if you look at the counter-attack stats for, for yesterday, they managed zero counter-attacks in the whole match. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, so Wolverhampton Wanderers, they're going to keep the ball a lot. In terms of goal types, from open play, Wolves have managed seven goals. From set pieces, they've managed four goals. And they've had one own goal go in their favour. So they're, they're more likely to create from open play than they are from a set piece, which is quite normal. Uh, but speaking of, you know, what's normal and what's not normal, let me just bring up Liverpool's, uh, you know, on whoscored.com, if I can. My, my, uh, my keyboard's gone a bit crazy because I just had my Chinese class and uh, it did something funny to my keyboard. But there's Liverpool. Look at team statistics and you look at the... Uh, the uh, goal types. Liverpool have had 31 goals from open play. This is in context against Wolves' is seven. We've had eight goals from set pieces compared to Wolves' four. We've also had three goals on the counter-attack and one penalty. This is an attacking monster team. And I just... I want to ask finally about this game, really, because we're going to talk about other games very quickly and then we're going to finish. But... Um, is there any way that they can stop this Liverpool attack with 31 open play goals? Um, uh, Abdul, what do you, uh, Wolves, would you just be like 
I don't know, try and keep the ball away from Liverpool as much as you can? What what kind of tactics could you use? Or you just say, forget it, just uh, think about the next game? Yeah, honestly, Wolves, you're in trouble. <laughs> like, that's all I can say. Um, that Max Kilman at right centre-back, he, he apparently used to play futsal. I've seen him play before. He looks good on the ball, but he also looks a bit shaky. So immediately I'm just thinking Mane can eat that. Um, Jota will be enthused to go back to his... Uh, old old stomping ground and you know score a couple of goals and Mo Salah is definitely not stopping so I can't really see them stopping us interestingly um that statistic that you showed uh the thing about set pieces as well I remember just to tie in the the whole uh Ralph Ragnick thing hype that's been going around the Premier League Ralph Ragnick he uh there was an article uh like published last year talking about how like what he envisions as the future of football and um, what the next frontier is after this, you know, pressing stuff has died down and everybody's got used to it. And he said set pieces are the area in football that is really underlooked. And it's an area where I saw another video where he was at some conference saying that like 30% of goals come directly as a consequence of a set piece, whether it's a throw in or a goal kick or, you know, usually uh, some 30% of uh, goals end up happening after a, after a set piece. And um, I think Liverpool have really worked hard on set pieces over the last few years. I think um, corner-wise, we're so dominant in corners, free kicks as well, throw-ins. Obviously, we hired the throw-in specialist to help us with our stuff. And it's really, it's really paying off effects. Like, if you think about a football match as just like a game management thing, like getting a result at the end of the thing, um, it's such an effective way to like see out a game. You get a goal from a set piece and then you can just defend space for the rest of the match if you want. Or you can tire a team out and then counter-attack and go forward. But yeah, Liverpool just have so many different tools in their locker, basically. And yeah, I'm just so happy that I get to support this team because, you know, Man City fans can brag, oh, we play beautiful football, but Liverpool just have everything in their locker. So yeah, I can't really see Wolves stopping us, to be honest, um, unless we just have a bad day. So yeah. It's a beautiful answer. We are so lucky. We've got to thank our lucky stars to be supporting Jurgen's Rocket Reds. Um, uh, Jack, the uh, first game of from other teams I want to talk about, I want to just talk about Chelsea and Man City because that's what the league is about this year. So Chelsea are playing West Ham. Ooh, West Ham, who have um, they've lost two and drawn one of their last three games. And from what I can tell from the outside, the little bits of I've seen, I don't think I only saw one of those three matches that they didn't win and highlights of the others, but. Um, Antonio looks a bit tired. They're starting to look a bit leggy to me. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if you what you make of West. Yeah, it's, I've seen little bits of them as well when they did play in City. West Ham, they, they decided to, to open up against City. Like they weren't as compact as they were against Liverpool. Typical when Liverpool play them anyway, mate. But it's a derby at West Ham. You've had a couple of great results against Chelsea in recent times. Um, both teams, and especially Chelsea, as Abdul said, both us, Chelsea and City, can't afford to lose any points, considering how awful it is, like juggernaut, we just keep on going, keep on going. But yes, it's it. that was that always the question mark hanging over this West Ham side. Can they keep the majority of their starting 11 fit? Because they've got a great squad. Um, but I think come January time, I think that we, I think everyone said last season, oh, they'll, they'll fall away. But 
he didn't, and it'd be intriguing to see if they do continue this, but it won't be an easy game for Chelsea. It's This is one of the weekends where we need to get three points against Wolves because you never know what can happen, and especially if Antonio. I know he hasn't scored in recent last couple of weeks, but this is a... Even if Chelsea did drop two points, it's a massive plus for Liverpool, but I think fitness levels, and even Chelsea weren't at their best against Watford. I kept on flicking over to uh, to their game as well, prior to our kick-off, and both City and Chelsea are conceding quite a lot of chances, some to Liverpool, but it, I think West Ham can very much capitalise, and hopefully they do play Jared Bowen, because I think he will terrorise that Chelsea back line. It's a great answer. Yeah, Tommy yeah. Tuchel, Tommy Ball, he said after the... Um, the the Chelsea match that it was actually the, the their worst performance since he took over. So you know maybe there's some there's some hope there, Abdul. That uh, West Ham Moisey can you know what's the word can uh, um, imprint his football vision, his football genius on this match. Yeah, I think uh, I was going to say just before you mentioned Tuchel, I think he I was going to say he said um, they stole three points against Watford. Yes. So yeah. Definitely sticky situation for Chelsea at the moment. I think that injury to Chilwell has probably knocked them a little bit. Um, and I think City as well. They had more youngsters on their bench last night than I think we've even had youngsters on our bench uh, this season. And everybody was complaining about our squad depth in the summer. So what do you think about City squad depth? But um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sticky situation for, for Chelsea. I, I hope West Ham do give them a, a, a tough match. Yeah, fingers crossed, basically. And uh yeah, I don't know. Um, Lukaku's back now, and it looks like Ziyech is going to a bit of form. Hudson Odoi is playing well, so Chelsea should have enough in the tank. But you never know. West Ham, they did it to us, so fingers crossed they can do it to Chelsea. Fingers crossed indeed. Um, you mentioned Man City there. Yeah, the bench they had the other day, they had Jack Grealish, Jack Stephen, Scott Carson, Phil Foden, Luke Mbele. Cole Palmer, who's amazing if you haven't seen him yet, the young whiz kid. I followed him through the youth ranks. I watch as much youth football as I can as well. And Cole Palmer, <clears throat> man, he's the future of English football, along with Phil Foden, uh, for, who is not Liverpool-based, I've got to say, because we've got Harvey, we've got Trent, who's still pretty young. But uh, no, we've got Harvey Elliott, we've got Curtis Jones, we've got great talent ourselves, but Cole Palmer's amazing. They also had James McAtee, uh, Romeo Lavia, I don't know this guy, and Josh Wilson Esbrand. Wow. I counted that City have uh, five major injuries at the moment. Brentford have eight. They're currently losing to Tottenham as we speak. Um, but yeah, um, you know, City are playing Watford. Uh, they're away to Watford. Um, Jack, um, they're going to absolutely, you know, destroy Watford, aren't they, with the form that Bernardo Silva's in? Yeah, it was a good goal, as much as it pains me to say that. Um, as I said, City, the amount of gaps that were opened up against Villa, um, I know Gerard in his post-match wasn't best too pleased in terms of how they did defend that second goal, but yeah, he's, he's back to his best. He's a very good player, and it was madness that City even had the notion of potentially selling him, because as much as he's probably the most hated Man City player in that squad, uh, we all dislike especially Liverpool fans, but there's no doubt in the lad's quality since he moved from Monaco to the English Premier League. He's He's got everything, really, in terms of what you want from a player. But, fingers crossed, he's not firing against Watford. But 
Watford are just a weird team, aren't they? They, 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 they can turn up and be on their game, but <laughs> I think if Saar, I think Saar wasn't playing against Chelsea, I think he was injured, so I don't know what the injury update is on him, but I think, fingers crossed, City, and it, the arrogance of Pep saying, oh, we've got injuries, uh, I find that laughable. <laughs> the amount of money you can spend on yeah. full-backs, 50, 60, yeah. 70 odd million, um, it was quite rich, and he was complaining, typical Pep anyway, but let him and Tuchel moan, we just focus on ourselves, but I mean, watching with Bay and eyes, really, if Watford can get the results, I'll be absolutely buzzing. But yeah, it should be a rompant display from Manchester City. Um, could get get to a cricket score, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you would expect that. You would expect yeah. a cricket score, absolutely. But Watford, as you say, they're, they're inconsistent. They do have a small percentage chance of coming away from this game. I mean, they, they went away to Everton and won 5-2. They scored one more than we did, Watford. Uh, they also uh, beat Man United at home 4-1, of course. Um, you know, but then they lost away to Leicester 4-2 and they lost uh, against Chelsea the other day, but it was a very, very battling performance, good performance from them. So maybe Ranieri can work his magic. You never know. Tap into that old magic. And uh, yeah, there you go. So we can we can still hope that they drop points, but the focus is on us. The focus is on Wolves. Um, we've got plenty of plenty of football to go in this season and we're just so lucky every minute of every match because you can go the, the, the last thing I can think about is just I'm just going to ask you about your love for this team really in Liverpool because I was thinking you can go in a straight line right from the back to the front Alison Becker wow just think about him what a goalie and you go in a straight line all the way all the way up through the team so we're going to say Virgil van Dijk and Joel Matip for example Virgil van Dijk first of all again worthy of a, a minute silence uh, uh of just awe you know awestruck silence for Virgil and uh Joel Matip as well who's extraordinary. He was extraordinary against Solomon Rondon yesterday. He won all four of his aerial duels against a guy who was put on the pitch to, to, to win those battles. He didn't win any of them because Joel Matic was just, he was just dominant. Um, and then in right in the middle, we've got Fabinho, the best number six in the world. Um, ahead of him, you've got Diogo Jota, who's on fire, who's playing like Ian Rush. It's, it's extraordinary. And then, but then you can go diagonally. And you can look at Trent, Thiago and Sadio Mane. And then you go diagonally the other way. You can look at Andy Robertson, Jordan Henderson and Mohamed Salah. And all of them, every single one is world-class, in my opinion. They all are world-class footballers. We've got world-class footballers in every position, in my opinion, this season. And I freaking love this team. I don't know. Abdul, talk about your love for this team and what, uh, you know, I, that's all I wanted to talk about. What you love about them. Um, I've talked about my love for this team many, many years. I, I think I said like 18, 19, before we even like like uh, started really, well, obviously we started from the beginning of the season, but like five games in, I was saying like, this is the best Liverpool squad ever, like period. And obviously I'm very young, so I didn't watch it in the 80s and 90s when we were like, well, not the 90s, but the 80s and the 70s when we were like, actually like dominant creating history but in terms of just yeah the sheer quality that we have in every single position it is the best Liverpool team ever in my opinion um 
But to focus on it specifically, I think yesterday's performance against Everton for me was just so like good. Like I, there was just a sense of calm throughout the team um, and maturity. We played through Everton's press so easily. Like the, the build-up for Jota's goal, there was like 30 or 40 passes before he even got to Jota for him to do the flick and then the finish pass of Pickford, which is exceptional as well. But as a team, we've matured to this point right now where we're just so, so good. <laughs> and uh, Mo Salah was saying like after the match, like, why why are you guys scoring so much? Somebody was asking him and he was like, well, we just know each other so well now. We've been together, playing together for like five, six years. We just know our behaviours so well. And yeah, what we're witnessing right now is just players who are just in the prime of their confidence, um, prime of their physique, prime of their, you know, we're getting the benefits of having Thiago in the team properly now, having the centre-backs getting up to scratch now. It's just so good to watch and um, no injuries as well. So hopefully even more to come. We, I mean, Naby Keita's just come back to training today. So that's a big addition, hopefully. Harvey Elliott's not too far out. Uh, Joe Gomez back in training today. Firmino is like a week away, so we still have more to come. We still have more to come. Like Jack was saying, we're not even we're not even past second gear yet. So yeah, more to come this season. A lot of dancing to do, Jack. A lot of dancing. A lot of uh, dancing on the ceiling. Uh, (laughs) Tell us about your love for this team. Go anywhere you want. There's so much joy to spread. Tremendous, mate. And this is why I don't get too caught up on social media people stress and even if we do drop a one or two points yes we want Liverpool to win every single game of football even in five aside but it, it's we're blessed to watch we've all those years ago when we had Roy well a million miles away just look at that squad um how times can change so quick in football um but I think all of us we, we don't take this team for granted at all even when we go in Europe we absolutely batter teams at the minute and it is probably the best Liverpool team in my lifetime. Obviously, as Abdul said, in the 70s and 80s, I think everyone grew up winning European Cups every single year. They, um, it was guaranteed that you'd win the league under, obviously, Shanks and, obviously, Pete, Bob, God bless his soul. Tremendous, those two. But we're living in a period now that, hopefully, in the future, we've won more than just one Premier League and one Champions League because... This squad is capable of winning on all fronts this season. And it will be a case of, it will be either Liverpool, City or Chelsea. One of them teams will have won the European Cup coming the end of this season. Possibly a Bayern Munich if they can keep that one fifth for the entirety of the season. But yeah, we're blessed and all of us do appreciate, I'd say, these surprises every week. But we know these lads week in, week out will put a performance in. And it just they represent Liverpool and the city and our fans around the world so so elo- eloquently, really, in terms of week in, week out. But tremendous, mate. And it's exciting to, I don't know how you lads feel, and everyone at home, you just get excited just to sit down and watch watch them play or if you go on the ground. It's it's an enjoyment um, pre-Klopp and obviously the dark days of Roy and, and obviously periods in the 90s, certain periods there. It, it wasn't best too pleased with you, you. Obviously, the realization now we know we're a good football team, but there was no false dawns with this team. Now, the fans have matured. We know not to get too giddy in the early stages of the Premier League season, but now we've got the experience of winning our first league title in 30 years, and it's put us in great stead in the future, especially this season, mate. 
Beautiful answers. Yeah, thank you both. Absolutely superb. Thank you very much for joining me. So everyone follow Jack Mac LFC uh, on YouTube. Uh, follow um, watch underscore LFC on Twitter. Everybody listening to this, everybody watching at home. It's been an absolute joy talking to you both, previewing this weekend's matches and uh, yeah. We shall look forward to them greatly. And now we're going to, I don't know, hopefully watch Arsenal beat Man United because they're they're 1-0 up after 30-something minutes, uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. And, uh, yeah, speak to you soon. Thank you. See you later, lads.